This Week in HPC by Intersect 360 Research. The AMD EPIC 7003 series processor. Welcome to Milan. It's This Week in HPC. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening to another episode of This Week in HPC with Intersect 360 Research, distributed in partnership with HPC Wire. I'm Addison Snell, joined by our Chief Research Officer, Dan Olds, at Intersect 360 Research and HPC Wire Managing Editor, Tiffany Trader. And Tiffany, This Week in HPC, it's big news as we've reached the launch of the awaited Zen 3 architecture Milan series processor, now better known as the AMD EPIC 7003 series processor, or I should say not better known as, but officially known as the EPIC 7003 series processor. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it? So this was the launch event, this anticipated launch event held Monday, the uh, third generation Epic Milan 7003 series. So the, we, what we have here is a set of 19 SKUs ranging from eight cores up to 64 cores uh, with a TDP between 155 at the um, bottom of the TDP and two, up to 280 watts for the, the highest end part. These are AMD's best in class server SKUs aimed at HPC, enterprise, and cloud workloads. At the uh, the top of the stack, there are two 64-core parts. Uh, actually, there's a, there's a third one, which is for, uh, for, for one processor, one CPU system, but the two uh, CPU processors uh, will be interesting to HPC watchers. There's uh, the, the 280-watt 7763, which is truly for uh, HPC, and then the, the 225-watt 77. One three, which is more enterprise oriented. And you, of course, have a full write-up on HPC Wire, which our listeners can go check out. But uh, we attended to the big launch event. We were all pre-briefed. Dan, what did you think about the launch? I thought it was pretty spectacular. One of their best launches ever. Uh, they covered everything in great detail. And I just can't get over the performance gain in this thing. And from the numbers that I'm seeing, 19 is kind of significant. That's the number of SKUs that they launched, but that's also the amount of performance increase, 19%, that they're estimating over Gen 2, or Zen 2, actually. Yeah, I liked that they came right out of the chute, uh, Lisa Sue, right at the top of the launch event, talking about high-performance computing, as she's been doing, saying high-performance computing has never been more important than it is right now, and also saying that we are in an HPC mega cycle, looking at all of the different trends around uh, cloud and, uh, and analytics and uh, artificial intelligence, all with this HPC underpinning. And they just came out firing as they do with HPC benchmarks, just shooting at, at uh, here's a high performance workload. Here's a high performance workload. If you like HPC, there was a lot to like in this launch. Yes, absolutely. You know, that, that top of bin part, that Epic 7763, it, it uh, goes up to 280 watts, so pretty high wattage part there. It provides 3.58 teraflops of peak double precision performance, so it's a little bit higher than the part that it's uh, replacing the 7742 or the, the actually the 7H12 was the previous top of, top of the line part. Um, and then... Uh, and that's at the boost, the max boost frequency of 3.5 gigahertz. 
And Dan, you were talking about that 19% performance per clock increase over the second gen Rome. Yes. So this was based on a, a geometric mean of 28 workloads. We haven't uh, gotten to the bottom of exactly what those uh, 28 workloads are yet, but do you, do you guys know what a geo mean is? Yes. Geometric mean. An arithmetic mean is an average you're usually familiar with, which is you add things up and then divide by the total number. To do a geometric mean, you multiply the numbers together and then take the root back down. And it's a good way to keep uh, individually higher elements in your series from skewing the average. And I want to know what those 28 mystery herbs and spices are in this mix. Something that really caught my eye was uh, some performance numbers that Microsoft put out. And by the way, this is the first time that I'm aware of that the cloud folks are putting out instances same day as a new processor announcement, which is pretty cool on their part. Looking at open foam with 64 VMs, uh, they're showing an 89% improvement over the HP V2, uh, the 7002 series. Yeah, you mentioned these GAs at launch. You've got Microsoft Azure and Oracle Cloud Infrastructure have GAs at launch today. Tencent Cloud has a private beta already out. Uh, Google Cloud, IBM Cloud, Amazon Web Services, they've also announced uh, announced things out of this launch and announced their intentions to, to launch um, instances. Uh, and that, that's just on the cloud side. There's a bunch of server partners, too, that are, are, are chomping to get things out. Yeah, there's it's been a very complete launch and there's a lot to break down in this. We were talking about the positioning to high performance computing, but the, it wasn't exclusive to as strict a definition of HPC as we've seen in the past. They were also clearly still talking about cloud, also now incorporating cloud and hyperscale and even certain high performance enterprise types of workloads and all underneath the HPC umbrella. I thought this was a great example of how to do that without watering down the HPC messaging that they were showing, including in their world record performance benchmarks that like they like to put out. They were also talking about hyper-converged and, and a relational database with the TPCH benchmark and data analytics and Hadoop benchmarks. And when they were talking about the cloud providers, it wasn't just the cloud instances for HPC users to go uh, rent those on the cloud, but they were also talking about hyperscale types of workloads. For example, underneath Microsoft, yes, there are the Azure instances that you can go get with AMD Epic uh, 7003, the Milan Zen 3. But they also said, and I think this is important, that they had Microsoft 365 and Microsoft Teams running on the AMD Epic line. That's a very good point. And some you know, non-HPC players that are rolling out new systems like Cisco and Gigabyte and Nutanix. Right. Uh, things that you know aren't as high up in the uh, HPC hierarchy. Obviously, we had the big ones, HPE, where we're waiting for the exascale systems based on, uh, on uh, the AMD Epic. So we know they're all in and Dell had theirs. I thought it was noteworthy that they had Lenovo kind of first off in the launch yeah. showing off some of these processors. And Lenovo, that one interests me because out of the major uh, server vendors in this space, they were the ones who remained the closest Intel 
mind. If you were going to see a big all Intel technology supercomputer like at Barcelona, those tended to be the Lenovo machines. And uh, they were the, the, the last to, to join with really full-throated support of these AMD solutions. I don't know if that's why they were chosen to lead off that way, but it certainly got me to take notice. And I don't mean to exclude other companies. You know, Atos also uh, has these instances. I didn't see Fujitsu on the list, but they're mostly all in on ARM now. It was really very complex in terms of the, the number of uh, partners that are already out there. It's funny about Lenovo because that was also their heritage when they were part of IBM. They were skittish about uh, AMD. Well, and that goes back several years now and, and before AMD has done what it's done with the Zen processors. Uh, but, uh, but when a IBM moved away from x86 and spun that out to Lenovo, Lenovo had some strength in the fact that they had this very strong Intel partnership. And, uh, uh, but uh, there's just been so much momentum with AMD. Dan, you pointed out in our studies, we're seeing 70% of HPC users have some AMD in their center somewhere. And and 23% are saying it's a broad deployment now. The momentum behind AMD Epic for, for HPC is undeniable at this point. Okay, let me ask you both this. Pull out your crystal balls if you have them. Does AMD, with this new line, reach the high watermark that they had with Opteron back in the glory days, or do they surpass it? Which I believe at one time, and Addison backed me up on this, because you probably know this stat by heart, but I believe that Opteron at one point was 30% plus of the HPC market. And they were higher. There were six there were six quarters or so where they were outshipping uh, Intel uh, when they had more than half of the market. Now, I don't like to forecast the success or failure of any individual product or company in HPC because as analysts, we don't want to influence that. We'd rather measure where it is. But in terms of just what end users are telling us and how we're able to forecast market share gain, yeah, it seems like AMD is, is on a really strong path. Are they going to get to where they're half of the market? in any given year that's a little tough to say right now we're gonna to have to wait and see well we're assuming an expanding pie as well sure tiffany what do you think yeah my instinct on that is that uh if if they hit it they will surpass it they've been they've been executing on everything so i think they have a good shot i am gonna agree more with tiffany on this i think this amd is a different AMD than the AMD of Opteron. They got distracted back then. You know, what we have seen is, is really consistent multi-generational focus on high-performance computing. And back when they first announced Zen, I had just about written off AMD for having uh, not committed to, to any sort of long-term strategy for too many generations. I just didn't want to get burned again. Yeah. And now here we are three generations in. They've been hitting their performance. They've been hitting what they said that they mean to deliver. They've still got uh, Genoa on the roadmap, which they say they're already, did they say they're already sampling in the, during the launch? Is that right? I believe it's so. On, on track. I, don't, I, don't, I, I, don't, I didn't catch sampling, but he did say it was on track. 
on track. So, I mean, the th things have been going AMD's way to where, and, and it's Intel that's had trouble with uh, decommitments on certain processor or, or interconnect elements recently. So it's, it's almost like it's, it's switched the other way around. Now I don't mean to be doom and gloom for Intel. Intel still has 90 plus percent presence throughout HPC. And it's only 98% Addison. <laughs> right. So, you know, they're, they're still uh, ubiquitous in this space, but you know, AMD has been hitting its marks with, uh, with Zen and they're going to be the first with the integration integrated CPU GPU package plus they're they're doing all of this as uh, as we roll into exascale that's a lot going their way right now it is and this could be another repeat of history in that Opteron woke Intel up um, dual core splashed a whole bunch of cold water in their face and they came roaring back we could have a real fight here and, and uh, you know, we won't have to wait too long, possibly, to see the next round of that. We expect Intel will have a launch coming up soon with the, the Ice Lake server CPU. So this is a head-to-head, third-gen head-to-head between Intel and AMD coming up here. And we'll, we'll, we don't have a full, the full scope of those performance metrics yet because they haven't hit their public launch. So we'll have to, uh, to look at their, those specs when they come out. Yeah, it's a great point. Ice Lake is looming out there for Intel, and people are going to be very keen on the Ice Lake to uh, to Milan comparisons of Intel versus AMD. And what interests me is how many of the benchmarks the cloud providers are now able to release. So we might really see head-to-head -head comparisons in some sense on specific applications from uh, from providers that don't have skin in the game. They're just trying to advertise that they have the instances available to HPC users. Exactly. And, you know, AMD landed a haymaker today, but I'm looking for Intel to open up another front in the battle with the combined, as you mentioned, Addison, uh, Intel CPU and the HPC GPU that they're coming out with the accelerator. Yeah, that's that's going to be when this battle is really going to be fully engaged is when we see the CPU, GPU packages integrated uh, from both companies. And by then, we'll also know what's going on with ARM and NVIDIA. Uh, mm -hmm. We're still waiting on uh, that potential acquisition and, and what might happen in the roadmap from NVIDIA, assuming that acquisition goes through. So we're, we're only now just getting it. I think we're through the first few opening moves, but only really now getting into the mid game. There's a lot <laughs> left to happen in this space. And uh, Tiffany, uh, kudos on the big write-up in HPC Wire. Uh, I'll say again, our listeners can go there and get a lot of the detailed specifications on the Epic 7003 series processors, the Zen 3 architecture, codename Milan. Thanks, Tiffany. Thanks, Dan, for being here. And thanks to you for tuning in. You've been listening to This Week in HPC, brought to you by Intersect 360 Research, actionable market intelligence for high-performance computing. For more information, visit intersect360.com.